Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends. Welcome to JCB Live. Today, we're going to dive into the world of technology. We're going to be with the Bill Gates. We're going to be with the Oracle of the wine world and his technology. He's a serial entrepreneur. You've seen it as the first on the internet in the world of wine. From wine shopper to wine.com to so many phenomenal entrepreneurial world into the wine business. It's amazing to see the tech world penetrating, infiltrating with such phenomenal ideas on how to enjoy alcoholic beverage. His name is Paul Mabray, father of four, amazing wife who runs a great winery as well. We love them and he's created a company named Pix. So dear friends, welcome the magician of the net, the man who is all about infinity possibilities, hence the wine, infinity. Bonjour. Bonjour, my friend. Thank you for having me and what a wonderful introduction. Well, you know, I could have gone for hours because we've had the pleasure to know each other for so many years. We have. I've been very lucky to know you and watch you bring amazing talent to the valley that we have. You brought so much energy. You've revitalized Napa. Well, and you you bringing digital. So how does a coding man <laughs> falls in love. Well, first, we, we got to have yeah, a toast. Yeah, of course, yes, for sure. Cheers. Falls in love, cheers to everyone, into wine. Because mm. many friends watching us tonight come from the tech world as well and are saying, how do I get into the wine world? Well, you know, wine is a very special product, as you obviously know, which is it's a time capsule. It's a magical time vehicle that takes you across the world to yep. taste flavors of another place of another time and enjoy it. So I, that's the magic of wine. But for me, while that's the passionate part I care about, it's the Rubik's Cube. Our industry is the only industry that hasn't used technology until just now. Very true. We've been very late. So for me, it was the magic puzzle uh -huh. that was interesting to me to apply technology. But as a child, mm -hmm. parents, yes. Drinking wine, for beer, sure. spirits? Absolutely, they're drinking wine. They um, were part of a wine club, which you probably remember, Lionstone International. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so my dad was friends with the uh, founders of that company, and they would come over and bring all these crazy wines. And were you raised on the West Coast? I was or? raised in Napa. In Napa. Yeah, I moved so. away as fast as possible, though. You, when I was young, it was not the magic place it is now. It was kind of a... So your passion became technology very quickly. It was technology very quickly. So you studied tech? I did. Actually, I studied film and English. I wanted to become a director writer. Um, my joke as a CEO now is, that's managed chaos. What I do as a startup CEO is manage chaos. <laughs> it's just... I love it. it so is. how... Do you see Napa changing from the time you were raised, which is not that long ago? He's a very young, talented entrepreneur, dear friends, to today. What's the difference? Yeah, we went from a cow town, essentially, where the belt buckles were as large as license plates. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the stores had, um, you know, uh, strange... Uh, Units that you carried plates and dishes and, and unusual things that were not neat to an Epicurean center of the world, yeah, without question, uh, to a place to the 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 citadel on the hill for adults to come visit, and with spas and golf courses and places like this to enjoy. That's how we've changed, just as a, as a society. And and how what drove you for you to come back and apply technology to wine? Did you see? 
a space or you were still very passionate about wine and you wanted to make a difference? So I was always passionate about the technology mm -hmm. and I always wanted to be my own hubris. I wanted to be the Robert Mondavi of the next generation. I felt that to do that was not about making wine, it was about making change. Yes. You are much more the next generation of Robert Mondavi than I am bringing in Well, that. very traditional though, in many yes. ways. <laughs> so it was hubris um, and I kept trying to build technology solutions and um, uh, I started uh, a company called Wine Direct in New York City, actually. That's right. Yeah, and I would fly back here and the sales would go up. And so one day, Mike Moon and the board of directors came to me and they said, you're moving back home to Napa. And I said, there's no way I'm going home. And they said, or we're going to get another CEO. So <laughs> home I came um, and I found happiness. I found my beautiful wife and the rest is history. That's amazing. So tell us about when you started, the world of technology versus what it is today, and how mm. is the wine world versus today? So I started way back when with wineshopper.com and wine.com. Mm -hmm. it, it was all dot communists, it was all dreams, it was all craziness, dogfood.com. And there was an abysmal amount of failures with those startups, mm -hmm. if you remember. It was yeah, a lot, sure. a lot of failures, the dot bomb category. Um, I started selling software to yeah. wineries to help them sell wine online. And I would knock on doors throughout the valley and I'd say, look, the internet is gonna be big. We're gonna be able to sell wine on it. And wineries would pinch my cheek and they'd say, oh, Paul, you're so cute. <laughs> when that internet trend goes away, give us a call. And that was truly how it went. It was really a hard sell to say, this internet's gonna be part of who we are. And it took years after years of me saying that. And what did you see 20 years ago that most have not seen because you've been very successful in all your enterprises Thank and you. today we'll talk about it we feel Pix is going to be the Google of wine of Thank course as, as we love to describe it so give us a little bit of a sequence to all our friends because we have friends from all around the world and and the beauty is in Japan or China or Europe maybe a different stage than it is here yeah no I think that the <clears throat> internet and digital itself was I saw the ability for a winery to reach all the way across the world yeah. and touch a customer. That's right. To reach over a wholesaler and a retailer and touch a customer. That was magic, right? And that was the ability to create these relationships times a million, times 10 million, times 100 million using one tool. Um, and that's where I saw the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and how, because which is not easy, look at what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're tasting infinity. So by the way, what do you think of this wine? Because we chose it for you as infinite possibilities. It is quite lovely. It is really, it's got a lot of a, I love that little baked bread at the very end there. Mm -hmm. And the lemon zest in there is beautiful. Yeah, that Chardonnay Pinot blend all the way from mm. France. You know, organic, biodynamic wine. Wow. It's truly lovely. Thank you. Yeah. So how do we, the challenge originally was to translate what we're tasting online and to get people to trigger a purchase or people even to be enamored with the world of wine if they knew spirits of beer right. or water or kombucha whatever it is to really migrate into our world how did you see that and how today you overcoming this yeah i don't think it's the translation of making taste it's about telling that storyline and giving indicators that the consumer can see to say oh that's something I like, that's something I want. Yes. You know, contextualizing wine in a situation. This is great for dinner. This is great to celebrate with friends. This is great 
This is biodynamic. Those little triggers are what we're trying to identify and hit the nerve endings of a consumer. You cannot replicate what's in the mouth on the internet. It just doesn't work. Yeah. But you can replicate how to make someone feel. You can replicate telling a story. Very true. And you can make a story spread all the way into someone's pocket. Right? And that's pretty magical now. And and how shall we all look at our phone as a computer with wine? Because I know you have so many great ideas that you're launching. Yeah, you look, I, we have the Library of Alexandria in our pocket. Mm -hmm. we, we're super smart on accident on that piece. Um, any question you ever want to ask, you can ask me and I can pick up my phone. Yes. And I can give you the answer, right? For sure. The problem with that is wine hasn't been able to do that in a good, cohesive way. There's lots of different platforms trying to do it, but we need to help bring the wine world into one single place, a utility that helps the customer when they're at the hardest point, which is, I'm in a shelf and looking at a hundred wines. Help me pick one. Help That's me make right. a decision. Help me make a good decision that makes me feel good about myself or makes me not look bad in front of my friends and family. That's the key, right? Both of those are the key. And how are you making this process easy? Well, yeah, we are launching Pix.Wine, the Google of wine. I mean, Woo! Woo! It is, uh, so when is it happening? It, it is an open beta now. Uh, you can sign on, uh, beta.pix.wine, or you can go to pix.wine anytime you want. Um, we, we have 4,000 wineries and retailers, including all of the Boisset brands Thank available you. there. Yeah. We thrilled. Featured at the top. Well, we um, honored. We have a quarter. We like to be on the top. Once you are on the top for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you have a quarter million products in there and 12 million offers. It is the, going to be the largest site online for wine within another month and a half. We're growing that fast. Which is, well, let's have a toast yeah, to this to because sure, this is unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah. Give us, as we go in the details of mm. pigs, give us the process of being an entrepreneur because, dear friends, I've had the pleasure to know Paul for many years, sold successive businesses with great success, Thank you. and now really undertaking the biggest wine platform on the planet. I mean, this is exciting. Give us what goes in the mind of an entrepreneur and what is it to be an entrepreneur in the digital space, yeah. technology space applied to wine. So we have two sayings at our company that I really, perfect is the enemy of good, but good is the engine of better. Mm. And fast gets good better than good gets fast. So those are the two and you couple those I hope together. you wrote that down. Um, and it's that, very Shakespearean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so we use those as leverages to say, how do we make things better? And then also, Making a big idea like PIX, this is a gigantic thing. You have to make it small and you have to put it in a sequence and you have to be mono-focused on how you get to the next stage. And it's all about team. Look, ideas are a dime a dozen. A team and execution is how you get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we have a great team. And, and how for you was it to say, this is it, this is what I'm gonna do now, and what goes into the mind of an entrepreneur in the tech and wine world? So I've matured as an entrepreneur from where I started as a young entrepreneur to where I am now. And as a young entrepreneur, you create the solution, think you have the solution. Mm -hmm. uh, as you get to be an older entrepreneur, you bring this thesis of what the solution you think you have is, and then you give it to the customer yes. and you prove what's called market fit. And once you find that, once you resonate that, that's when you pour gasoline on the idea to make it go forward. And so we spent a lot of time finding market fit 
And now we, in fact, all of PIX is not designed by me. It's not by, designed by the designers. It's them listening to the consumer saying, this is how I want to buy wine. <laughs> this is what I want. This is how I want to think about wine. And I think that that's more impactful um, and better. How do you handle fear? <laughs> well, if you have any. I love the answer. Wine is how I handle fear on that piece for sure. I'm going to get you some red as you're launching tomorrow. But I have to say there's a lot of fear that comes into it and you have to have a very strong constitution as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You have to have a very strong constitution. And what does that mean? It means that you have to understand that there's going to be a lot of failure even while you're going through the process. It has to understand that that amount of failure that you can accept and the challenges that you're going to be able to get yourself off. Uh, my wife says that one of my superpowers is I can get knocked down, I can get up and I dust myself off and the next day I walk forward again. And that's really a key component of being an entrepreneur. How has she, and she's a great lady obviously, yeah, she's as well, very involved in the, in the wine world too, yeah. managing a wonderful winery named Donum and your friends. We've had Don Saint-Pierre who is on the board yep. of Donum and obviously the owner of Donum. For sure. Our good friend all the way in Hong Kong, the one and only. So it's very exciting. We're linked together in lots of ways. In yeah. lots of ways. How does she handle the pressure, the intensity of what you're going through as well as your kids? Yeah, so, well, I make time for the children, um, but she really makes time to allow me to work these hours. She's very considerate of the 12 hour day or having to get on a plane the next day. She's actually a much more successful CEO than I am, and she's just more talented by magnitudes. But um, well, women typically are. Yeah, they, not to knock ourselves yeah. down, but that's the way it is. The future is female, right? For sure. For sure. Well, I think it's always been in our mind. Yes, it is. Now it's concretely happening. But remember, all the great leaders of the world from the Egyptian time to today, many have been women. They so. have for sure. So. She definitely gives me the room to breathe. She yes. supports me emotionally. Um, uh, and she gives me the room to chase that dream, which is really what you need with an entrepreneur. And, and I want to go back to your comment on dusting the fear mm -hmm. or the knockdown and, and being able to get back up. How do you do that? Explain to everyone, because so many of our friends with us tonight are entrepreneurs and often, For sure. you know, experiencing failures. It could be a product, it could be a business, it could be getting investors, it could be whatever it is. Mm. How do you handle that intellectually as well? Well, I think if you accept that it's part of the journey and it's part of the success, yeah. that it's not the impediment, it's just another brick in the wall you're building or the, the, the house you're building. That it's, A house is made of lots of failures. It's jiggles. The line to success is not straight. It's curvy. Uh, once you understand that as part of the journey, it makes it easier to accept the failures or the stumbles, right? Mm -hmm. Because, and actually I prefer people that have failed in my team than people who have only had success. Yeah. Because they learned how to deal with crisis. They've learned how to deal with challenges and they've learned how to get themselves up, dust themselves off and keep going forward. What drives you to really want to take risk as you do? Because knowing yeah. your business quite well, you, you're on the borderline of it, which is great. You're on the tangent of the circle. Yeah. You know, what you're doing does not exist. So it's a major yeah. potential risk. Creation is hard. Risk is hard. Um, 
I think it's an inherent belief in doing that this is the right thing for the wine industry mm -hmm. and understanding that it's all the way down to your mitochondria. So that deep understanding that what I'm doing is good and it provides value to you as a winery yeah. and to the consumer, that helps you overcome the risk. Um, and it's less about the risk reward structure. A lot of people look at the things through the lens of risk reward. It's about creation and successful creation that moves the ball forward, that adds value to the world. How do you not get blind by your willingness of creating? Which, frankly, can happen to me in many ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you get blinded by your desire to create and pushing yourself to always imagine something different. So that's always part of the DNA. You can't get rid of that piece of the element, okay. but you mitigate it by making sure you're mm -hmm. testing it with the consumers. Because otherwise you yeah. create on your own, and it's your own thesis, and you end up with some car that only you want to drive, or some boat that only you want to ride on, or some book that only you want to read, or a wine that you only want to drink. That's a good point. So by testing it with the consumers, validate yeah. if your creation is working, and you're mm -hmm. always constantly, and that's the maturity of an entrepreneur. The early days, make, make, make. The later stage of entrepreneurs that are really good is, what does it fit the market? Am mm -hmm. I doing the thing that's consumer? That's are right. they giving me the feedback? The feedback and usage from your consumers is your oxygen. And that's what I tell every other entrepreneur. I like that. Yeah. What's your creative process, uh, you know, in terms of how you think about an idea mm -hmm. and how you eventually concretely bring it to a live uh, thing? Yeah, so we look at the things through the lens of a map, right? What is closest to the consumer? What yes. gives value at the consumer level? This stuff that's down in the engine and what's been made and what hasn't been made. So you okay. step back and say, has someone else already made this? Let's borrow that or lease that or use that or buy that to make what we want. Don't recreate the wheel. Let's go, how do we make more value to the consumer that's uniquely value? That's how we look at our creation process. Yes. And there's lots of cool ideas that you can get. Like, how do you make the consumer happy? As you know, you make lots of things to make the consumer happy and you're testing for sure. All over the place. You're, you're the epitome of that in our valley. Yeah. Well, we, we love to... What is so exciting as well is storytelling, being able to take people on a journey. Right on that journey of vibration, which you're doing digitally, which is amazing. Now, in your creative process, you wake up in the middle of the night and you write down an idea. How do, how do you take notes and... How do you document your thoughts? So I'm, I'm creating all the time, just like you. I'm sure yeah. that you have stuff. I don't sleep like you don't, obviously. Um, I'm up. I'm a, a vicious insomniac. Uh, really? I am, yeah. I up usually till 2 in the morning, wake up at 6, just like you do. Yes. Um, Isn't it great in the evening to yeah. be able to escape by yourself? It is. It, it's wonderful. And you find that place, that magical yeah. thing, whatever you're doing. You know. So you wait till the children are asleep? I wait till the children are asleep. That's where more creation Because you're a great father as well. Thank you. Yeah. I try. That's one of my best jobs. I work really hard at that one. So. <laughs> Um, it's also the hardest job, actually. It's much harder to... Well, we'll go back on that because, yeah. you know, you need to tell us about how you create balance. But your creative process, so you take notes. So I, I actually look path. for inspiration. I look outside of wine beyond... I look outside of technology. I'm looking outside of the places that everyone else looks. I think that okay. the redundancy that happens in wine and wine tech is we're always emulating each other. You need to step out into other industries. I, you know, I think one of the most interesting... And I, I really give credit to Gallo and Apothic for this, which is they went out and looked at the confectionery industry and said, there should be seasonal wines, a Halloween wine, a Christmas wine. 
that was a real good lead-in from confectionaries where you see Halloween candy all the time and Christmas candy and the changes of the brand and the packaging mm -hmm. and how they market it. And they uh, have the power to change and they have the power. that display on a regular basis. And they have basis. the power to, but that was a great use case of For sure. pulling outside in. Um, there's lots of that that happens all around and we need to look to other industries to learn. We, and we can take those pieces and make them our own because wine is a different product. It has different restrictions and limitations <laughs> and it's magical in different ways, you know, than chocolate or candy For corn. Sure. Um, but I think that that's the creative process. You I'm, go I'm, elsewhere I'm, in other industries. I'm a voracious or? reader. Yeah. Voracious. I read all the time. I'm a voracious consumer of everything uh, along those lines. And I like to actually, I think living around the world, traveling, also creates inspiration. Mm -hmm. And what actually inspires you? <laughs> ah, that's a It's um, a big question, it's, I know. It's a big question. I, but a know. lot of people are wondering, you know, how do you get this level of inspiration or what, how do you think of this and well this inspiration comes from so many sources whether it's a, a well-crafted movie um you know even a children's movie can be inspiration the book of life uh, by uh, the uh, hispanic uh, mexican-american director is an amazing <clears throat> inspiration on his art technique and how can we think That's differently true. around that um you know a, a good book is inspiration a poem uh wine is inspiration all the time a good glass conversation between friends yes is probably the most inspiring thing that happens in conversation mm -hmm. between your loved ones and you can find those places to say how do you do better yeah in fact those are the places that you gain the reserves in my opinion about those that constitution mm. from your friends and from your family yeah. saying you're doing good keep get up you got this you know um you know and and between you and patrick and my wife and You know, Jeff O'Neill, this is constantly sure. being reinforced in a great way to go keep running at that hill, even as hard as it is, as high as it is. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's Cheers have to a that. toast to that. Yeah. So we're going to drink a very balanced wine. Okay. So on that note, how do you keep this balance between wife, family, children, friends, building a business? <laughs> I mean, this is always the hardest thing to do as an entrepreneur is to live a balanced life. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I don't believe, I, I, I seek the someday to have that balance. I don't think that it is uh, possible as an entrepreneur. I think you, at least at some point in time you can, but you have to throw one of those things out of balance. You know, you have family, you have, which includes friends, you have your work, um, and you have yourself. Those are kind yeah. of the three. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, unfortunately, the self is the one that falls out of balance if yeah. you're trying to take care of the other two. Right, so, you know, I try to work out and I try to get a little bit of health in that wise. I wish I did more. So spirit, soul, and body. Yeah, exactly, spirit, soul, and body. But that's you a know, good one. that's a great. Well, and and for me, I don't necessarily look for balance. I don't look for balance. I don't want balance. I say everything in Why moderation. Why balance? Everything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah, <laughs> everything Every... in moderation, including moderation. And I'm close to you. Everything in moderation, including excess. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Same thing. So within that, you have four children. Yes. And a fifth one, that is Pix. Yes, Pix is my fifth. Child. So now you're traveling the world. You just came back from uh, Portugal. Yes, I spoke for the United Nations. So tell us about that. I mean, what a deal. Oh, I was. It was amazing. They were signing treaties and, and negotiations. Here I go on stage, and I, I'm more like. Um, uh, 
I don't know, Mick Jagger compared yeah. to the rest of the speakers because I'm running around the stage and talking, but it was about wine and tech. And what's interesting is the United Nations realizes that tourism is a big business, yeah, right, and that's a key to economic development. Um, but they also realize, more importantly, that enotourism is mm. very important for rural economic development. Napa wouldn't be anything if we didn't have wine here for first. For sure. Lodi would not be anything without wine. Can you repeat that to all the hotels and restaurants and the officials? I, Napa will not be something without the wines, Napa right? Napa would not be something without the wines. And, but they do provide part of the ecosphere. It has to be this gestalt yes. of everything packed together. Otherwise, why would you go to a place that doesn't have a place to stay or eat? Um, so, but it starts with this great agricultural product that brings people here to come and go and infuse cash into our economy that's really good for us. So, United Nations, now you're yep. off to Milan. I'm off to Milan, yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. So what, what's the deal in Milan? The Milano Wine Week. Um, so they have me speaking about wine and technology as well. That's um, amazing. Very, yeah, no, it's good. And it, I love wines from Milan. So for you, this is really finally the outcome of the world recognizing that technology can help wine, understanding wine, selling wine, promoting wine, all of the above. Right? We woke up. So I, ha I can say with almost all authority that the wine industry was the very last industry to accept digital. And we didn't. Wow. And we just took, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I What's mean, the main reason? Why did we resist so hard? Well, I think it, uh, our success bred our apathy. Yes. Right, we are successful. We had dangerous of life. Yeah, exactly. 30 years of double digit growth. Um, even when the, we went uh, to direct to consumer, we have enotourism. Yes. I mean, Napa Valley is a great success story of enotourism. So if it's not broke, why fix it? Um, and then we're also kind of a risk adverse industry. And the reason is you have one chance to make this wine. Yeah. One single chance. And, and we maybe up. take so much risk in agriculture already. And yeah. climate change impacting but it, that's, and drought. You, you have to accept that risk, but making the wine, if that crop goes bad or you mess up that batch, you can't go make more like beer or, or spirits. It's one swing at the plate, yeah. and it creates a culture of risk aversion. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. So the wine we, we wanted to, to taste together is quite unique. Talking about digital technology, um, it's our passion. So this is our Napa blend. I don't want to call it Bordeaux blend, although it uses the same grape varieties. You know, Cap, Cap Franc, and Petit Verdot. Nice. So that's the blend. It's beautiful. And look at the sticker we have. Wait a second. Is what that, is, is that? Is that an NFC sticker? How did you guess? Oh. So <laughs> dear me. friends, we have, look at this baby. You see Paul's... Immediate reaction, yeah. he's a real tech guy. <laughs> Let's see what happens here. Ah, oh, look at that, it launches the website. Oh. It does. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Wow, it actually works. <laughs> I was skeptical, you know, dear friends. I'm always the one, you know, you have those beautiful stickers, so you, yeah. we put them on the bottle and it, here it is, it speaks. It's about delivering uh, an What experience. do you think of that technology as an example? So, Anything that engages with the consumer at point of purchase, yeah. anything, and which means this wine goes out of your building and it goes into a truck and the truck goes to another building that goes to another building. Typically the other building is a prison because we never know when we get out of it. Exactly. And so it ends up someday at a shelf yeah. and a consumer's looking at it and how do you talk to that yes. consumer? You have the label and that's a limiting factor, right? The label has so much real estate, what you want to say. Yes. I think this is a great use of technology, just like augmented reality and every other. Mm -hmm. uh, you can actually 
talk to the consumer real time, and it should be telling you back measurements of how many people scanned it and more and more about those people over time. What do you think yet the wine world as producers on this one have never done that is obvious that they should do? Give all of us producers a tip from Paul Mabray himself from Picks. I, I think that we need to, and this is going to sound non-technical, we need to understand the consumer. We need to care about what they're yeah. putting in their mouth and why they want to put it in their mouth and what makes them choose this wine over that wine. We need to care about the consumer a lot more. Uh, we've been very focused on making great wine. We're yes. very much a maker's community. We're not really much of a seller's or an engagement community. And that mind shift, that small mind shift allows us to grow in a big way. It allows us to use the tools like digital to say, I need to touch those consumers again and again. I'll give you a small example. Nike shoes, Yeah. right? They are almost, I think, 40% direct to consumer and most of their budget now, I think 80% is digital. Amazing. And they don't sell the shoes direct to consumer to sell shoes and make margin. They sell them to know what their consumers want so they can make a bigger part of that. They want the to know. Lab. It's the feedback loop. Yeah. It's We need to get back into the feedback loop of understanding what they want to drink, why they drink it, when they drink it, how they drink it, and how we can tell a better story. Because otherwise we're just all saying the same thing vineyards, terrar, even the good words like biodynamic and organic become That's right. washed out when everyone's using that. Agree. So what makes PIX so phenomenal? I mean, give us the, the pitch of why everyone listening today, October 1, yeah. should actually be on PIX. So PIX is built for the consumer. It's, it helps them find, discover the wine they want, discover ways to buy the wine, and discover other wines to buy. And we're really applying a human methodology to a technology solution. It's the world's largest wine shelf. Wow. And when you walk in, our job, just like a wine steward, is to help you find those wines, whether it is a biodynamic organic wine from France that's a bubbles, or, or a varietal with a name you can't pronounce, uh, or wines with dogs on the label. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your decision path is, it's our job to help make this big universe of wine small and help you find your place in it. And how do you guide people to actually find their way on picks? Because you're on beta test. Yes, we've been. You're going live in a few days? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, so we've been used, customers have been touching it for a long time. Mm -hmm. So the two ways we do that is we write a lot of content to tell you stories about wine. Uh, in fact, we were just in the Wall Street Journal as one of the best three. Um, so thank you, Letty Teague, on that. And thank you, my team, more importantly, you've been working hard. And we want to tell a story to everyone from someone drinking Boda Box to Petrus. Yes. We are a big tent. And if we open that tent up for wine, we'll become a much more successful industry. Um, and then the second way is we help it make it small. That's right. We gotta make, if you have 100,000 Cabernets, where do you start? It's impossible. So again, we make these smaller buckets of choice mm -hmm. to say, where do I resonate with you? Is That's it African-American right. winemakers? Is it sustainable or old vines? Mm -hmm. Or is it um, dinner for friends wines? Or like I said, wines with dogs on the label. It doesn't matter. Our job mm -hmm. is to keep making it small. And if you look at analogous industries, uh, uh, let's call it Netflix. Yes. Let's call it um, audible.com or Comicology or Amazon with books. They make smaller bite-sized pieces so you can understand this is dystopian future novels or these are sci-fi adventure uh, movies or this is a rom-com that you'll like and that's the job. And that's hard job. No one's been looking at wine through that lens. We're looking at it through the consumer's lens. 
I love it. Thank you. So how would you describe that one on picks? JCB Passion. Ah, well, obviously. Uh, what so would we, be the story that we put on the back? <laughs> oh, we? So we let you tell your story. We do do, we emulate Netflix in a little bit, which is we believe our job is to help quickly give three pieces of information um, of a wine. And those three pieces of information are what is the style body of the wine? How is it in your mouth? What is the yeah. flavor? Pick a flavor profile. And then um, what's the story? And story is everything, like I said, from uh, female winemaker to less than 100 cases to yes. next cult wine to sustainable to dinner with friends. I'm trying to add context for sure to make it easy and quick. And look, if you want more, just like in Netflix, you can drill down and you can find all about that movie. But the reality of this is most consumers want a little help. Yes, we all do. We all want a little help and we all want to know a little thing, right? And I want to know. I'm actually not a fan of um, certain types of Sauvignon Blanc, right, that are really the cat pee quality, right? Um, if someone told me that in a quick note or something similar adjacent to that, I would say, that's not the wine for me. I'm much more of a Bordeaux Blanc that's right. style. I really enjoy that kind of stone fruit examples of the wine. Um, so what would be your pick for this wine? Well, I mean, fundamentally, I mean, it, it Romantic. is moment with your wife on the mm. silk red sheet I think that at that, home when the kids are away? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that you're writing my tasting notes for me. I'm gonna let... Just a suggestion. Yes, that's a good suggestion on that one. But uh, yeah, absolutely, and the dark fruits are just rich in there, um, yeah. So Paul, what's your dream? Mm. I mean, it could be personal, it could be obviously for picks, you, you choose. Yeah, so... Or both, maybe. I think, um, you know, when I first started this journey, I told you at the beginning that I wanted to be the next Raman Dhabi using technology. I don't, I don't have those aspirations the same way anymore. That was hubris, as I mentioned. I'm much more trying to recognize that I can build something that can help my community. Mm -hmm. well, you know, and our community is you, my friend, yeah. uh, uh, Patrick, these Thank people you. that are around us in this, this, and it extends to New Zealand and to Bordeaux. It extends yeah. to... Um, Okanagan and to Uruguay, you know, the, this is a wine community that crosses the world. Wine is a, one of the very magical products that we've ever made and it's facing a lot of existential crisis around helping consumers understand it. And it's locked behind all these barriers that we built up over years. And if I can break those down and make it easier for a consumer to buy wine and experience joy, I've done a pretty good thing in the world. Oh, wow. You're on your way. Thank to you, this man. amazing dream. Well, congratulations. Now, Paul, the big question now, your message, looking at all our friends that you may have for anyone watching Palma Bray picks because it's you both together Thank now you. and whatever in life. Fantastic. What's your big message? Well, I think um, care a little bit more and then come to picks and help us make it better so that we can share joy in the world. That's what I'd like to see. I love it. Cheers, so, Paul, friend. safe travels. Thank you. Now to Milan, to, to the me. capital of fashion. Yes. And uh, as Look I can us. tell, <laughs> yeah. I hope we, we sing Paul's shoes. shoes. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> I mean, I brought love yeah, yeah. He brought to love. make sure. But, I brought a little know, blue love. He brought oh. some phenomenal shoes today. <laughs>
Paul, I didn't match you. You're just so talented. Well, you are the, the, the clear leader in the show <laughs> now. And Cheers. I want to command you, really, on the behalf of all of us in the world of wine, to see a man coming from the tech digital world, you know, shaking it to that level in a good way so we all enhancing our lives and certainly our stories and our choices and making it digitally so much easier for all of us. So we wish you the best of luck, My success, friend. success, safe travels and come back with many more inspirations. I will, my friend. Thank Cheers. You.